Well, let's welcome Elaine up. Tell us a little bit about just where you grew up. Uh, tell us about your family, how long you've been in Jacksonville, that, that sort of stuff. Okay. Can you hear me? No. Can you hear me now? Yes. 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 Okay. Um, well, let's see. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Lived there till I was 10. Moved to Jacksonville, and after I moved here and graduated, that's when things got interesting. Excuse me, we can't you still can't? Oh, turn you up. Is it on? It is on. It's on. Is that better? Yes. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. You still can't? Just trade, trade with me. <laughs> Better? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, moved here when I was 10, uh, graduated from school, and then things got interesting because from here I went to Anchorage, Alaska, Seattle, Washington, New Jersey, Atlanta, back to Jacksonville, Tucson, back to Jacksonville. So I've kind of been all over the place. I've lived in all four corners of the continental U.S., you know, northeast, southeast, northwest, southwest, and Alaska. Um, one of four kids. I have no kids myself, but I have a bunch of nieces and nephews, very, very close to my three nephews. In fact, if you'd like to see them, there's a picture of them on my desk. Um, what else? I think that's good. I, I want how I mean how many years Anch Anchorage, <laughs> New Jersey, uh, Seattle? Just uh, how many? Uh, I'm not answering that question because then you'll figure out how old I am. Oh right. <laughs> Fair enough. Trick question. I'm a dude. Uh, uh -oh. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's tra let's trade. Let me go sit in that chair. You sit in this chair. All right. So tell us about your your faith. Journey. I mean, have okay. you always been a Christian? Was there? Did you have a dramatic moment of conversion or uh, or season of doubt? I mean, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I grew up in the Catholic faith, uh, baptized, first communion, confirmation, all that. It was very, very strong religious background you know, through growing up. I can't say there was ever a season of doubt, particularly, but there was a time I think which happens to a lot of young people when you kind of fall away. In the church in your teens and your early 20s, etc., and then work your way back. It may have taken me a little longer to get back because I noticed with my friends, as they had kids, a lot of them went back to church to get their kids involved, and I never had any children, so it took me a little bit longer. But there's never really been a season of doubt. There's, it's always, I've always had a very strong faith, um, not necessarily always a strong religion, you know being in church, so to speak, but I've always had a very strong faith. You're in church now. Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, so you were raised, kind of raised in, in the faith, raised yes, as, in, the, in the Catholic church. Catholic church. I don't think you told me that before. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It sounded funny in my head. No, it sounded funny in my head. It was, it, I'm sorry. So the more I learn about the Catholic faith, the more I appreciate uh, how much um, heritage we have uh, as, There's as a lot. Episcopalians and, quite a bit yeah um, and how much similarity um, okay so well let's so let's talk about church because you were um, you're actually a longtime member here correct and you were involved on on lots of things uh, in lots of ministries 
and then had a sort of a season away. So t- tell us, how did you find Church of Our Savior, and, and sort of when was that? Um, I guess probably mid to late 90s. My brother and sister-in-law were living, or I still do live here in Jacksonville, but they and their three boys were going to church here at that point in time. So when I, I was in Atlanta, when I would come down to visit, I'd end up going to church with them. So I frequently came here as a guest, mm-hmm. you know. And then when I moved back down here, uh, primarily to help my parents, who were getting older and I knew they were going to need some assistance, I was kind of looking for a church, and it seemed to be just the natural place to go because it was, you know, I was familiar with it, it was close, I loved it, and I got really involved. I think I, I gosh, let me think, Altar Guild, Worship Committee, Flower Ministry, uh, I can't remember all of them. If any of you can think of any others, throw them out there because I'm... Vestry? Oh, yeah, Vestry. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Vestry. Uh. Yeah, we're going to talk about that uh, in, in just a minute. Um, so, so I mean, what, what would you say in your own formation were some of the highlights of that uh, season? Of that of, season? Yeah. I had always loved the location of this church the grounds, the buildings, the place. But getting involved in some of those different ministries, I really grew to also love the people here. Mm-hmm. They just are so open and welcoming and and warm-hearted. And that I guess that's probably how it all evolved. Yeah, yeah. And you were involved in Curcio. Yes, uh, pretty, yes. Pretty, pretty extensively. I mean, is that, am I reading that right? Is that... Uh, I went, or is it at least very important to you? I don't it know. is still very important to me. In fact, I still group weekly. Um, and when we talk about how I came to know about this job, that'll circle back. But um, I've been very, I group, have grouped every week since, I don't know, early 2000s. Uh, and groups have kind of, people have come in and out through different reasons, um, including uh, people like Joanne Blaylock, who was grouping with us at one time until she decided to moved to Fernandina and become a beach bum. I haven't quite forgiven her for that yet. Um, uh, Carol Henry grouped with us for a while. Um, Lenore Gregory and I are still grouping together. Um, and there's been others who kind of, you know, wandered in and out. So if you, if you don't know, Curcio is a um, weekend retreat. There's actually one coming up. Uh, it, in the spring, lately, it has been a, a co-ed weekend in the... Um, in the fall, it is there's a men's weekend and a women's weekend, and it is it is a really wonderful way to grow in your faith and to be blessed. Um, it's dramatic for some; it's just kind of fine for others. But it's it's everybody has their own experience, and we really encourage you to go. Uh, it's coming up, I believe, in March. Anybody know? Some people know right offhand. March, um, and then we'd love for you to. to to hear more about that. Uh, Amy and I went a couple of years ago, and it was a great, great experience. For me, it was a real reaffirmation of my faith. Mm-hmm. It, it really just sort of reconnected me with a lot of my own internal faith positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So you did serve... On... You have glitter on your forehead. It's probably just the Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay. No He's telling. just a shining star. No, I'm a shining star. Um, we did. Thank you. You're welcome. She, she's, she is a good assistant. Maybe not into the mic next time. Um, uh, the, uh, 
Learning curve. <laughs> I think we were kind of, you know, putting up some decorations and stuff, uh, putting away decorations and stuff. So who, who knows what what I picked up? Uh, and glitter just doesn't—you can't get it off. Like you just, it just, it just stays there. It's better than the time when somebody, after the eight o'clock service, said, "I think you got peanut butter on your glasses." <laughs> They were right. So you, you let's let's talk more about me. That's fine. Um, Dig your way up. Let's uh, let's talk about vestry. Um, you were I, I, I do because I just want to talk honestly uh, about it. I mean that was you were on the vestry. That's a three year term. It was not a great experience for you. It was not a great experience for me. Um, I knew, and I still know, that there are, for lack of a better term, politics involved in a church. Um, however, the experience that I went through was extremely difficult for me. I, I had a hard time understanding some of the things that were done, why they were done, who was doing them, um, all of those kinds of things. And it came to the point for me where I said, I, I just... I don't like this. I don't. I don't want to be part of it. And so I found myself not not making a specific break, but just slowly, sort of drifting away, um, dropping some of the different ministries I was involved in, and just slowly, kind of drifting away. And I will say, it was it was not easy. It was painful because I love this church, um, and I tried. Other Episcopal churches couldn't make the connection. I tried. Um, I tried going to church with my brother and sister-in-law, who at that time and still are going to a non-denominational church. Uh, they love it. I hate it. Uh, I do. Uh, <laughs> I do. Um, because for me, for me, the Eucharist in the service is the most important piece of it for me. And in in this particular church, that's not a real focal point for them. And I have no time. So anyway, um, falling away from Church of Our Savior was, was very painful. And it was like I kept trying to find a place to reconnect. And it was really tough. Um, I even tried going back to the Catholic Church. That was really a mistake. Uh, um, and, and I'm sorry it happened that way, but it just did. And you just kind of have to figure out what your next steps are going to be and how you're going to kind of reinvent yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to talk about this this part because I, I think it's important that, that we understand that, I mean, when, that, that, and probably most of you do, I mean, the church can be painful. It can be a hard place sometimes, and it ought not to be. But when Christian people act not like Christians, and I don't know what, I wasn't there at, right. at the time. I don't know exactly what went on. And I need to be real clear about that. But, um, but nevertheless, we need to be really aware of, of our experience mm-hmm. uh, and, and other people's experience of us within the church. And it, it was painful because, yeah. I, like I said, I, I'm, I tell people frequently, it was an experience that didn't ruin my faith, but it did ruin my religion, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. For a short period, well, it was a long period of time, actually. Um, but it's, it's kind of repaired and is repairing itself. <coughs> So I, I feel good about being able to circle back around and come back in. So we're, it was actually then a pretty 
I mean, pretty bold move for you to apply for this job. Um, tell us a little bit about Tucson and how how you began that process of, of coming back uh, to the church, and then we then I'm going to talk about why you wanted to work in the church that you had drifted away from. So. Um. When I moved out to Tucson, I actually kind of looked at it as a way to sort of renew a lot of different things in my life, church being one of them. And I found, before I moved out there, I did some online research, and I found a fantastic Episcopal church out there. Started attending, and it really renewed my faith and my belief that there are churches out there that work for me where I can fit in and feel good and feel welcome. Um, And then, much to my surprise, I found out that we were coming back to Jacksonville. I was not happy about that. I have to admit that. Um, But the day before I finished packing my car to drive back, I mentioned that Lenora Gregory and I, whom I know a lot of you know, have grouped together for almost 15 years, told me, Roberti told me, that there was a position open at the church and would I be interested and I won't tell you what my first words to her were as they were not very good (laughs) but um, we talked about it we did really talked about it for a long time and then as I was driving back from Tucson I was in my car because we grouped on Wednesdays we still do Um, she she called me I was in my car we talked about it and she said I have the job description I'm going to send it to you and she was actually on the group, the little group that I put oh, together right. that, was, that was helping me. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. hired that position. And she said it's also on Indeed.com, which is a job search website. So I get to my hotel room. I look at the job description. Um, I look at Indeed, and I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. So I'm thinking to myself, well, Indeed is really tricky sometimes about how long they keep job postings up. So my laptop is buried in my car somewhere under a bazillion pounds of other stuff. So I had to wait almost close to another week to get here, unpack my car, find my laptop, write a cover letter, get my resume together, submit it on Indeed, you know, blah, 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 and cross my fingers and hope that I would hear something. And then... Father Joe called me and said he wanted to set up a telephone interview. So, you can all blame Noni Gregory. (laughs) (laughs) Or thank her. Or thank her. Thank her, yes, indeed. I thank her. Can I I thank her? Let let me just go back to, uh, I I don't want to lose, but I want to not get too far away from the vestry experience to say say one thing, and that is that we work really hard that that's not the experience. That's, that is a common experience, not just at this church, but, but a, a lot of churches. But we, I have said many times that the vestry is the best job in the church. And people laugh when I say that, but um, but I really think it is. I think it is a great way to be a part of it. We have a, we laugh a lot. We, we, um, we celebrate wins together. We pray together. We, um, I don't think we've had a, and we would, but I, I, we really try hard for consensus. I don't think we've had a split vote in a long, long time. Um, and, and that is because we we spend a lot of time talking uh, about things. Um, and, so, and, and I will say, what's that? Hadn't always been that way. And listen, I'm not. That is no no judgment on anybody else. Um, that, but I just it is really important to me. Uh, I see the the vestry as this, the lay spiritual leadership of the church, um, not just the business people. 
And so it is uh, very important that we work together. And we don't have to agree on everything, but we need to. We, we have a set of expectations, and we have uh, we work work hard to, to follow those. So, and I have spoken to some of the current vestry members, yeah. and and it is from what I understand from them, they are having a very different experience than I had, and a, a much more meaningful experience than I had. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Glad to hear that. All right, so let's get back to this. So you, um, most people, if, if they came, decided they were coming back to a church they had drifted away from, they, they would just kind of ease back in, maybe show up at a service and sit in the back. But you applied for a job at the front desk. So um, <laughs> what, that's, a per, again, I mean, just a pretty bold move. So tell us about that. I mean, you, you obviously went from, like, heck no to, um, uh, to really considering this and then applying and, and interviewing. So what was the process like as, as you decided, I wonder what it's going to be like? Um, a lot of prayer, a lot of thought, a lot of conversation with a couple of people. Um, and there was something really strange about it. There, there was a bit of hesitancy on my part, but I also thought this, this could be a really cool, unique, weird, wacko way to get back into Church of Our Savior in a totally, totally way I never would have thought about doing otherwise. So I thought, well, what do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. And I actually had a conversation with Joe, um, I think it was in the phone interview, where I, I expressed some concern to him about how this would possibly perceived from someone who had been so active, drifted away, came back and didn't just sneak in the back of the, although I did do that a few times sneak into the back of the church to go to services, I did. <laughs> um, and just, you know, come back in, in in a pretty visible position like that. And we did talk about it. Um, so what what are your hopes for yourself in, in this role? You've done, because, you know, let's just say when you were here before, you were working in a similar role, probably, a different industry uh, with um, John Searcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were his executive assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what are your hopes for yourself in, in, in this role? I, I truly do have a servant's heart. I really do. And now having been in this position for, I don't know, 10 weeks, something like that, I really see a, a way to, one help you with what you're trying to accomplish by, you know, helping with some of those things, freeing you up from others. But two, um, really either connecting for the first time or reconnecting with the members of this congregation to interact with them and be, and partner with them in things that they want to do and support them in the things that, that they need and want. Um, and just continue to to become better at that. Well, you didn't have any hesitancy when I called and offered you the job. No, I didn't. You, you... I was your drum sound. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll take it. <laughs> I, well, I hadn't told you how much I'm going to pay you yet. Four dollars. Um, the... Um, yeah, so, uh, no, it was, it was great. I'm so glad. Um, and, and so one of the things I've been thinking about is that for each of us in our roles, given our own personal sort of makeup and our own giftedness, um, like, it should help us live into the vision. 
uh, it should help me being the rector should help me live into a personal intimate relationship with Jesus and you being the executive assistant should help you live into a personal and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ How, have you have you felt that have you seen that um, yes. uh, over the last absolutely. couple of months absolutely I think in some of the um, the interactions I've had with individuals some of the interactions I've had with some of the things like the live nativity um, it really has I guess once again sort of reaffirmed my faith in 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 Christ in the people of this church um, and, and it's just really has opened me up to the possibility of all the good things that can happen through Christ mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's great. Um, I had a great thought, and then it, it escaped me when I thought, mm, coffee. My coffee's all the way home. Um, you can't really, have any more coffee. I mean, you say you have a servant's heart, and I really have experienced that. Um, and and it has just been it's been a great match, I think. Um, but but we laugh a lot, and we and 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 you are great to take things. Uh, and r- remind me of things I ought to be working on or, or not ought to not be working on. Um, and so you really are filling that, that executive assistant uh, role in a, in a great way. Um, and I feel like you're freeing me up uh, to live into my own relationship with Christ and my own gifting. Um, so what are, your, what are your hopes for uh, the future of, of Church for Our Savior? I mean, you, you've you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen it over a long period of time, um, and you're but you're on the front row of, of sort of what we're doing in the office, and you kind of see behind the scenes. And uh, so, what are, what would you say? Would you, what are your hopes? What are your expectations for for us moving forward? I think I have the same hopes that a lot of people do, and that's to see this church grow. And I think some of the uh, programs that are being developed, both internally for people within the church. But then some of the things that are being done to attract people from the community, like the food trucks, like the live nativity, um, to just watch those things, you know, bring people in, grow the church. This is a this is an incredibly spiritual, faith-filled place. And I think once people can get here and see that and experience that and get to know the people, I mean it's it's just it's just a place people want to be, but you got to get them here first. Yeah, so it is. I think one of the things I always talk about when I when you say what a unique place this is, it's just so welcoming. And you experienced a lot of that. I mean, when I announced uh, that you were had accepted the position, there were gasps, uh, literally, of, of joy. Um, and uh, and I'm I know sure you've got a lot joy. of... Yeah. yeah, in fact, I'm sure it was joy. Um, because uh, you know, they, just, they knew you before and were so delighted. I mean, so you've experienced a lot of that welcome uh, yourself. I have, and I, I have to tell all of you uh, that I'm going to try to do that without crying. Um, the welcome back that I got from all of you was so heartwarming and so humbling. It has just been, I'm going to cry, it has just been an amazing experience. And I'd like to tag on to that and say, um, it, it's been great getting to reconnect with a lot of you, but there's a lot of you that I don't know or don't know well. So if you know, if you see me after church some morning or before church some morning, please stop me and introduce yourself. Come into the office, say hello, tell me who you are. I really, really do 
want to get to know all of you. So help me out by doing that. And help me out by realizing my brain is old. I may not remember it the first time. So you might have to do it a second time. Uh, but I really would like to, to, to work towards doing that. Um, so you have, um, uh, what was I going to say? You, you have, <coughs> a desire to see the church grow and you have a, um, well, I had a really good, really good <laughs> question. <laughs> you remind me, you're my executive assistant. Remind what do you me want what to see was. the church do? Where do you want to see the church go? Well, gosh, I want to. Uh, you need to change seats. Yeah. I want, I want to see the top of your desk get cleaned off. You should see it. I cleaned it off yesterday. New year, new really? me. New year, new me. All right. We're working on it. We are. We are. <laughs> I gotta go check this out. Um, trash can got well, okay. got filled that's okay. up yesterday. It's on his desk. All right. Well, let me ask you this: What what are you? Maybe you have some questions for Elena. Maybe as you ask, I'll I'll remember the question that I that I had. Any questions for Elaine? Yes, you Sissy. Can't ask a question. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> yes. You decided if you're going to come to Wonder Women Bible Haven't decided yet. You need to decide before tomorrow night. I know, but I can't you come. Can't come if, anytime. If I was going to say, you know, what a done kind of thing. <laughs> I, I, know, I know. I'm not paying you to be here on Sunday. This you you come here to worship. Um, and, and how has that been for you? Have you have you kind of have have we infringed on on your no. worship time? How how has it been sort of riding? sort of balancing that, but for you um, as an employee who comes here to worship? No, not at all. Um, I think people have been very, very respectful mm. of my time when, I, when I'm in church um, and, and not asking me some weird off-the-wall thing, um, which I don't mind if you do, if you do it after church. Um, but uh, and I will say that you should maybe trigger something else. Um, I also volunteer at community hospice on Sunday afternoons. I have an alternating schedule. One week it's 12 to 4, and the other it's 4 to 8. So if you see me, like, scrambling, like I will this morning, to beeline it to my car, please don't think I'm avoiding you or trying to get away from you. I'm just trying to get to my car so I can get to where I need to be by 12 o'clock. But other than that, people have been extremely respectful, very, um, just very understanding. of I'm here to worship God on Sunday mornings. Tell us about hospice. What what do you what do you do with hospice? I do a couple of things. Um, on Sunday afternoons, I staff the front desk at the Hadzo Center over on Sunbeam Road, and that's where people who are you know, coming in to see friends or family who are patients there um, and leaving uh, sometimes in a more distressed state than they came in. Uh, and then the other thing I do is I'm part of their what they call their ambassador program. And that's a program where we go out and meet with um, organizations, community organizations, to present information about hospice, what they are, what they do. Uh, we also participate in community events, health fairs, that type of thing, just to try to get the understanding and the information out there, because there's still a lot of misconception about what hospice is. So that's what I do. Okay. 
Yeah, in your spare time. In all, right? in all your spare time. In all my spare time. Other questions for Elaine Allen? None? I have one. Okay. Elaine, where did you go to high school? Here at Paxson, 100 years ago. <laughs> Literally 100 years ago. <laughs> Paxson. What's Paxson? That? I know, I just gave it away. Gave it away. I just gave it away. You look good, though. You look good. So. <laughs> yeah, witnesses. Yeah, witnesses. I know. Well, Elaine Allen. <laughs>